is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good afternoon from the Star in Frisco, and welcome to the Cowboys break inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. I am not Derek Eagleton, and I do not know off the top of my head the season or the episode number of the break, so I apologize, Derek. But we've got a little line shuffle this afternoon as we produce a three-hour block of programming for you guys on DallasCowboys.com. All three shows back-to-back-to-back, and I'm joined in studio by Brian Broadus of Talking Cowboys. And our two breakers. Yeah. David Hellman, Amber Garcia. Somebody's got to hold it down for the original lineup. Yeah. I think Derek and Nick are pretty busy with uh, important Hurricane Harvey related things. So we'll the let game it. get thrown in their lap. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> just, uh, just it's a, it's a hectic week around here. Yeah. So it is. But we're pushing through just like uh, the Cowboys and the Texans, of course. Cowboys had their final, really their final training camp practice at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. This morning, the Texans will have a practice close to the to the public uh, here at the Star Ford Center uh, this afternoon. And as you guys mentioned, the game will be played. The game is on Thursday night at AT AT&T Stadium, Cowboys and Texans and uh, football will be played. But uh, obviously, life events have taken hold and have taken priority in terms of really getting the message out to try to help those affected by Hurricane Harvey. And there's ways you guys can help. Uh, text storm, storm to fifty one five 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 to help, or or you can visit helpsalvationarmy.org to help give back to all those affected by Hurricane Harvey. And as in addition, guys, as we continue our block of programming, there will be a telethon locally, Channel Eleven in Dallas, uh, associated with the Cowboys, um, with cheerleaders former players involved. So call, tune in, donate. If you're in the DFW area, the number is 877-TEXAS-11. Outside the Metroplex, 844-CARES-11. Those are the phone lines, and they'll be manned by former players in DCC. So a lot of of outstanding things being done around here and really throughout the country to try to help those affected by by the crisis in South Texas. Yeah, and I know, I mean – yeah, it's it's one thing for us, and it's important to us. We live here in Texas. This is, you know, we're part of the NFL family in our own way. You know, we've got our writing counterparts and media counterparts over for the Houston Texans, but it's so much bigger than a Texas thing, you know. And I know if if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you're from outside of Texas or the international market. I know a lot of our fans come from outside the North Texas area, but it's so much bigger than that. It's just humanity, you know. I mean, yep. just helping out your fellow man and it gets so contentious, you know, and I'm not trying to make a political statement, but it's been a contentious time here for a while. And something like this really puts all of that in perspective. So, I mean, whether you've never stepped foot in Texas in your life, this is a fantastic chance to to help out and, and be good to your fellow man. I think it's, it's good. It's yeah, it's amazing to see everyone come together and try to help each other out. Celebrities, all these players that have been, I mean, we saw Seek make a donation. Right. 
everyone kind of come together and they've been raising a lot of money and they st still need a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding happening in Houston. I mean, J.J. Watt just hit the $2 million yeah. mark. Did he just, just, just now? Less than 48 hours after he started his fundraiser. It's he amazing. $2 million. The Texans gave a million dollars. The NFL Foundation, which is headlined by, which is, I mean, uh, Charlotte Jones Anderson is the chairperson. She matched it. I saw the Houston Rockets put up $10 million. I think the M MLB PA or the, the MLB put up a million dollars. Like it's rolling in, but, and as great as that is, uh, the, the crazy thing is, I mean, the, the costs for this storm are going to be astronomical. Billions probably, right? Many, many billions of dollars. So, you know, Anything you can do. I, I mean, not, that that's the big thing for me is like, it's humbling to see what somebody like J.J. Watt is capable of doing. But if you're gonna forego your your sub your five dollar footlong from Subway that today and put it into a donation, I mean, if that's all you can do, that still counts. And if everybody does something like that, it'll make a world of difference. And I think that's really, especially in the social media age with what crowdsourcing can do, it's amazing to see that. I mean, if everybody just kind of gives what they can, you can get a long way. And you can speak to this personally because you grew up in New Orleans and you were there, yeah. lived through the Katrina crisis. Sure did. Which, I mean, and yeah, it's a very, and even it's only, actually today is the 12 year anniversary, interestingly enough, which, but even in that time span, we've come so far in in how people can help and how much further, you know, your message can go. I mean, Facebook was barely a thing when that happened and Twitter was not a thing at all. Uh, so we've come so far in terms of like how much further your message can go. You know, I mean, we, we had the Internet back then and we're not that far removed from that, but it's easier to help than it ever has been in the history of ever. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And Brian, uh, we'll get into some football. We'll get into Cowboys roster, trying to cut this thing down by yeah. Saturday. Real quick, though, no details yet on tickets for the game Thursday night, parking, other game day logistics. They'll be announced this week. Yeah, this so is stay the, tuned there. This is the Texans game. Yeah. And Jerry Jones was very adamant about that uh, this morning on 105.3 The Fan. So, you know, there he's working with you know, Bob McNair, you know, the owner of the Texans, his crew, very capable bunch. I mean, they're they're trying to their best to uh, to put this game together. Uh, you know, the Texans players, as you said, Rob, are outside right now practicing. They're trying to get their minds right. You know, getting ready for a game. It is a preseason game with you know thoughts elsewhere. But uh, there's a lot of professionals in this uh, in this uh, business, men and women, that that. At times of crisis come together, they put their feelings aside and do whatever they have to do for each other. And I think that's the, the most remarkable thing. Amber said it herself, you know, just the, the coming together of players, uh, of fans, of everybody, you know, that's, that's to me, uh, being a Texan, uh, I am very proud of my home state, you know, and I'm very proud of the, the, the people that have, uh, have uh, come together in the state to try and help the people in South Texas, but I'm also very proud of the people worldwide that have, uh, that have donated their time and their effort and, and their funds uh, to try and make somebody's life a little bit better in, a, in truly a, a disastrous situation. Well said. Well said. So football will take place on Thursday. It's taking place right now out here at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. And as I mentioned earlier, camp's done for the Cowboys, technically. It is. And they've got a roster to set on September 2nd. 
And I would imagine at this point they've whittled it down to maybe a couple spots. One final impression guys can make Thursday night. We'll see. Uh, but you've got a game for us at some point in the show, right? I do. I'm, I'm always ready to play. I'm always ready to play games with you guys. And I, I, cause I always feel like I try and I try and take a little bit of a personnel man's perspective here and see what you guys think. Cause these are the discussions you have when you get in these rooms. So I'm going to open this up just to everybody. Everybody right. can have an answer to this. I'm not going to pick on anybody in particular. Maybe Dave. But Dave, you can start us off. <laughs> Having said that. Having said that. Dave. Dave, more confident playing well against the New York Giants, Justin Durant or Jonathan Cooper? Ooh. Ooh. That's a new one. That's not looking – because you, you made a lot of these before camp. And it's, I did. It's a nice I time did. to reflect I did. on some of those. Yeah, this is – I had a this is when this camp ends bit we did. But I'm going to save that for – our show because we that was our that oh, okay was, that okay. was our thing so tomorrow maybe we'll get up to that Fair. so I just want to play this game though I'm gonna, I've got all kinds of games Rob you know that I'm I a game show man Milton Bradley here I'd like to preface this and say I don't I'm not particularly worried about either one but give me uh, uh give me Cooper just honestly which Cooper is gonna have his hands full because that New York front is gross I mean Damon Harrison uh olivier vernon jpp who's there do they still have who's their other tackle no he left oh, they drafted one though yeah did they not yeah who'd they draft i can't remember i'm trying to think of who they drafted it doesn't matter it's they have a very good front but cooper's been practicing all month he's got all pros on either side of him obviously justin durant when he's out there he'll probably be next to sean lee but he hasn't really done a whole lot uh, i'll go cooper ambar I'm going to go with Cooper as well, just because of the fact that we haven't really seen Justin Durant play much. And although he did say this week, he mentioned how because he's a veteran, he's been around the league for a while, he doesn't sure. really need those That's reps during the preseason. Yeah. But I think you still kind of need them, and I'm Don't just going to go with Coop. Coop. I'll go with Justin Durant. <laughs> All right, there you go. The rebel here. The Put rebel. He's a grizzled veteran. They've been easing him in on purpose. You know, they, he knew they had a plan all along. The elbow was good, has been good for a while that he had the offseason surgery with. And I, it, Dave kind of spoke to it. When you think about the matchup in that game, a Giants front's going to be tough. Yeah. So Wish I remember who they drafted. I know. It's bothering, bothering me. Yeah. But go ahead. Defensive tackle? Defensive. Defensive tackle. Oh, okay. I'm easy. I know Washington took our guy from Alabama. That was a big one, but no. I'd, I'd go with that just based on the matchup, just really for the entire offensive line because that was the key for me in 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 watching the Cowboys lose both those games. It was Dalvin Tomlinson from Alabama. There we go. Another, another Alabama guy. I'll throw this out there, which if the success of the Dallas defense against the Giants, I'm putting it entirely on their secondary. Because I, I think Odell Beckham's going to play. Brandon Marshall's still there. Sterling Shepard is there. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Brian. We know that they were scout teaming for Odell Beckham. They were. They're scout teaming for Evan Ingram, too. Yeah, that's another one that tied in from Ole Miss. They think enough of Evan Ingram, their yeah. Giants first round pick, that they've got, I mean, they've got a designated guy in their scout team offense that is playing him, yeah. which that strikes me as being a big deal. That is a big deal. Uh, so whether it's Byron Jones, Shidabe Awuzie, uh, Sean Lee, whoever's got to deal with him, I think that's going to be interesting. And I think how well they defend the Giants is much more on the secondary than Justin Durant. I'm going to answer this question about Durant. You know, Jerry Jones talked about it. You're going to get with him, Durant, and Jalen Smith. He talked about one player. 
You know, think about him as one player. Right. right. You could very well see Jalen Smith be a, a first down, second down player. Justin Durant play on third down in the nickel, which he we've seen him make. Remember week two, he knocked the fourth down pass he down. He had his big yeah, part in beating yeah. the Redskins that week. Absolutely. Anyway. So keep an eye on Jalen Smith being a, the first, second down player, and then Justin Durant being a third down player. Ambar, is Jeff Heath no more than a role player? Oof. Wow. <laughs> That's a tough one right Throwing there. Throwing him out there. You know – Coming in, I really thought he could be that starter. Yes. That starting guy. Yeah. But reliable guy. Yeah. I mean, everyone was really hyped up for him, and it's kind of gone downhill since we got started. I feel like it's going down. Fair but point. I do think it it's just gonna take him a little bit longer to get to that starting role, that starter role. Right. But I think I, he has it in him. I think he does. It just might. I don't know. I like what you're it's saying. A, it's, that's a tough question. I no, mean, no. he definitely is a role player. He can definitely help out there when when he can and when he does. You the know, special teams and the backup stuff. Yeah, actually. but I don't know. That, I would say possibly in yeah. the future. He. I just. I would like to give him a little more time, but I think he could potentially be a starter. Rob. Yeah, he is. He's got more takeaways the last two years than anybody on this defense. Which is that it's not a huge measuring stick. I was but say, what are what's our line here? Yeah, I mean, I think he had what <laughs> two picks against Tampa a couple yeah. years ago, and that was that was it. Led the team two years in a row with two. I think based off of the game the other night, and I'm not sh- sure exactly what happened there, but one of the touchdown passes by Derek Carter yeah. was a miscommunication there, safeties, corners. So that's the kind of stuff you got to clean up. Got by caught froze in the middle of the field. Absolutely. And if he's going to play that single high, you can't have that. Yeah. Um, but I think I still believe that the coaches are, are confident in him. Every time he's gotten more and more playing time, he's done something with it. And I think overall he's had a good camp. So David Hillman. My expectation for him hasn't changed. I uh, I never I So you're like Ambar. She she had some better I, hope than I, you. he's he's a starter. He's going to start at safety. He's going to make some plays. He's going to make some mistakes. He's like people aren't I don't think people are going to be over the moon in love with what he does, but I think he's he's going to be solid and he's going to be dependable. He's usually pretty reliable about staying on the field, which is big. But I've just always it's kind of like, you know, when you argue about cornerback I think of it as I think of it as three instead of two, you know. And I the same thing with safety. I think Xavier Woods, Shidabe Awuzie. I think it's going to be an all hands on deck type of thing. I think who's ever playing the best? Well, not just rotational. How often did we see JJ? No, I'm with in, you and Heath in there last you, year, where you're talking about even maybe as many as four safeties really being a part of this. You play Wilcox for sixty plays, he's liable to make a mistake. You play him for forty plays. Right. You limit the the mistakes. And so I, I think of it as you're going to have other guys helping Heath to to minimize that risk and to help carry that load. So, no, I, he's not he's not Cam Chancellor. He's not going to make the Pro Bowl, but he's going to be one of a few guys that they lean on, and he's he's going to be in the starting lineup. But I just I think of it as more of a nebulous type of deal than just all in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's go to break or you, you, you yeah, got, let's break early. How about that? Break early and I'll come back. I got some more for you guys. If you excellent. Start. Excellent. Let's take our first break. And by the way, the phone number 214-872-2102. If you'd like to give us a call here on Cowboys break, we'll return here in a moment on DallasCowboys.com. We, the entertainment loving people demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want? A unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credit start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together You picked up a spare but you're craving something better A thirst rose deep inside, you don't know what to do You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you Grave Rider! You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper Grave Rider! When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today Dr. Pepper, the one you crave I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back to the break here inside the swbc mortgage studio rob phillips amber garcia dave hellman brian broadus kent garrison producing next door by the way ways to donate for those affected by hurricane harvey text storm to 51555 or visit helpsalvationarmy.org to give back also 4 to 7 p.m. Central for those in the DFW Metroplex. CBS 11 and the Cowboys joining together for a telethon. Call in and tune in to donate if you're in the area. The number is 877-TEXAS-11. And if you're outside the Metroplex, the number is 844-CARES-11. Phone lines will be manned by former players and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. All right. Game show host, you want to continue? Alex Trebek continues on. Rob, this one's for you. All right. On the defensive line, which suspension will hurt the most, David Irving or DeMontre Moore? (laughs) I will go with David Irving because of his versatility, that he can help more on the edge, specifically that left-end spot, 
or kicking inside at tackle. I mean, some of his best production last year was playing tackle. So just the number of spots he could play. Although I will say Moore has had a, a nice preseason. We've kind of seen some of what he can do off the edge. If you're basing it based on who's had the better preseason, it's Demontre Moore. He's been yeah. awesome. Yeah. You like that too? Demontre Moore? Or, or? I, I definitely like Demontre Moore right now. He's, I mean, he's been doing a lot, way more than David Irving. Right. And, but the fact that, David Irving is facing a four-game suspension versus sure. a two-game suspension. It's very different. Great point. You know? Good point. So that's a that's a tough one there. <laughs> Again, yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we talking about play-wise who's better or time-wise? I mean, it's, it's time, you're absolutely right about the two to the four. But and, but you seem like everybody agrees that Demontre Moore has been a better player than David Irving. In this camp, yeah. Yeah, and Irving's been slow, too. I think he's had an ankle injury, too. Sure. It's kept him out some. Yeah, Demontre Moore has looked at times like their best rusher on some days. He looks like a guy who was drafted in the top 100, which he was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, that's not a knock on yes. David Irving. I think the biggest knock on David Irving has always been his consistency, and I think you've seen more of the same of that this you know past six weeks or so. I mean, he's had some really great moments. He's had some, and and he has had some injury issues, but he's had some other days where you don't see him show up as much. I definitely think Demontre Moore has shown up more often in the games. So Trebek, you got an opinion on that one? I tell you what, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I, I've kind of always thought that if Moore could play like he did in Seattle, as part of the rotation that they were able to do, and he's got better players around him in Seattle, but. I think he's shown to come in here and shown these coaches that he can stand him up, put his hand down. You can move him around a little bit. I think he's still got that ability to get to the passer. I put and, it, and, and, oh. and nothing against David Irvin. I think David Irvin playing as a defensive tackle is really, really – I mean, I've watched him some in practice where he's been pretty good. You know, and, in the, and then in the Raider game, he did some pretty decent things. But I still think Moore's been better than him. I agree with everybody there. When they signed him, my thought was, well – Why? No, not, no, it wasn't. It was just like, well, look at the money they gave him and look at his situation. If he's not great, he doesn't make the team, whatever. Sure. Now I'm like... Two games is going to be tough. I'm just like, they got to get him back. Like yeah. He's a vital part of this whole thing. You, you agree with yeah. that, Hammer? Yeah. Like, if all things were equal and everybody's healthy and playing opening night against the Giants, is he your right end? I'd start? love to have seen him play against the Giants because that's his former team. You drafted him, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's on the field to open the game, but I don't think that matters. Better than Benson Mayo. Well, you know, they're not. It's going to be. It's, it's going to be Lawrence. Crawford's going to play. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah. Lawrence on the right, right side. Right. But I, I mean, he would certainly. He would be a big time part yeah. of that rotation. I got to believe. David. Yeah. If no Ezekiel Elliott, I'd start blank at running back. Alfred Morris. And why? <laughs> Because uh, he looks awesome. No, I mean it's, you can answer the question. He's had, I, I think, uh, I think it was the um, what was this? Uh, the Rams game. He kind of didn't wasn't great, but the rest of these preseason games, he's looked awesome. He's looked shifty. He's looked quicker. He is a beast at that zone blocking scheme. Where I mean, picking he, up his pass blocking stuff too now. Well, I mean, and the other day, I mean, iro he, ironically. I, I'm not blaming him. It's not his fault. I'm I mean, not blaming he, he him. He tried. For what I, mean, I know. Yeah. He, which honestly, I thought he did a great job. He got across the pocket, picked up a blitzing corner, and just it, the dude yeah. just made the play. I'm not holding that against yeah. him. So I just, I know, and maybe, maybe I think too much about it, but I just know what he did in Washington, and, and nothing that he's 
done in training camp leads me to believe that he's a different player. You know, like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't look like this slow. He looks quicker. He doesn't look like this slow old man who like whose best yeah. years are behind him. He looks like a guy who can still carry the ball twenty times, and he's probably not going to break any seventy yard touchdowns like Zeke can. But I think if you give him the ball. 18 to 23 times a game like I think he can average four and a half or maybe even five yards a carry behind this line I just I think he looks really good AG no I agree I'm gonna go with Alfred Morris um you know he's had some up and down we started camp he started camp being pretty good then we saw him kind of decrease a little bit but Mm. then he went back up and I just really like how he really didn't let anything affect him you know he kept pushing he kept playing and he kept playing well and I like what he's doing honestly compared to Darren McFadden I'm, sure. I'm really not feeling you're Darren not feeling Mc... it McFadden I'm not I'm not um he's been doing okay I just I see Alfred Morris with way more energy and more push I don't know what it is about Darren McFadden but when I do see him out on the field, I just see him a little bit stiff or I'll, something. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. And actually, I was about to say that. Like, I feel like I'm hard on the Darren board. <laughs> she described the board. <laughs> he he just looks he just looks like he's gonna be tackled or slow. But yeah. the, the, to his credit, and I I he deserves more credit than he gets. That's not the. I mean, he's falling forward. He's hitting holes. That toss sweep against the Raiders was Oh, it was well awesome. But, yeah, he got around the corner. It was yeah, awesome. That's his strength, right? He's always been a more a tighter, more upright yeah. runner. And, and Alfred is shiftier between the tackles. That's his game. That's the, is she right about the stiffness of the player? Yeah. I mean, he's not. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with her. Way. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, looks, one looks like he's, like, hiding behind, and boom, he's out. He's out the yeah. door. And then the other guy's kind of like – Kind of like, I just can't. But then he turned the corner on that one thing. So you're like going, well. I'm going to play devil's advocate against myself, which is in the opportunities. Oh, go ahead. In the opportunities that he's been given, Darren McFadden has not looked bad. I will say the last two games, he's run the ball really well. Yeah. Really, bad in that Arizona game, that first game. Amber was talking about that. That was a month ago without the starting (laughs) line for whatever that's worth. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying Darren McFadden is bad. Hey, we're on the same side here. We both said Alfred. Yeah. But I know, here's the other the side same. of it, too, is does McFadden fit more of a complimentary role anyway, more so Who than Alfred Who are you going does? with? I'll go with Alfred yeah. because I think McFadden can be more of that change of pace. Fad missed another block yesterday. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> What's, it's <laughs> funny pick up. It's the, scaring me now. Now, if you keep Hillman on this roster, he could do that, too. Go ahead. I don't think they will. I don't think they keep Hillman. No? I don't. I just Rod Smith? Oh, yeah, okay. but Rod Smith sometimes kind of makes me a little nervous pass blocking. So, Rod Smith can do no Do wrong. you just real – That's my guy. You think Alfred or – I'm Alfred. Okay, so all – But he's right about the complimentary player. All four of us say Alfred Morris, and yet I have a feeling it'll be Darren McFadden. Oh, oh why, for sure. That's why we're all doing radio, and they're yeah. over on the other side of the building. Which I guess that's that's kind of my point is, you know – People listening at home, they're hearing us just lavishing Alfred Morris with praise, and I think he deserves it. I don't think Darren McFadden has been poor by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's been, especially in the games, he's he's done pretty well with the opportunities he's been given. I mean, against the Colts, he was averaging like six yards of pop. He did fumble in the red zone, but I think he had 11 touches and wound up with like 70 yards or something in like one quarter of work. So, you know, I'm not sitting here – we're we're splitting hairs basically is kind of how I feel. I don't. I, yep. Ag, this guy is making a late push for a roster spot. Hmm. 
You know who I'm gonna go with? Lance. Lenore? Lenore. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I don't think. No. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> All right. You know, no, here, here's my theory. I mean, no, this is my observation. I want to hear this theory. I want to hear this This is my too. observation. <laughs> oh, okay. He has not been good. Okay. He has made some plays, yes. But they're not going to keep him just because of him being a wide receiver. Right. He's not going to stay here for that role. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now on the other side, he's being awful. On and the punt returner. Yes. So his versatility is also so, his biggest weakness. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's my problem here. I just. Well, you're stepping right out I there, big. I don't know what the Cowboys are seeing in him. I don't know why they keep giving him as many opportunities as sure. they have. Sure. But I find it hard to believe that. Honestly, if he makes the team. You, you I'm going to be confused. You, yeah. I'm going to be confused, <laughs> and I would not understand that decision, but I just find it hard to believe that he wouldn't somehow just because of how many opportunities the Cowboys oh, sure. have given him. Sure. I'll throw I, I'll buy, I will buy you dinner if he makes the 53, <laughs> if he's on the 53. No, don't bet her. She usually wins. <laughs> oh, I'd eat some yeah. bad candy but. the other day on Periscope. It was terrible. Lance Lenore is exactly the type of guy that winds up on the practice squad. He's perfect for the practice squad. He's versatile. He can do about five jobs. He's shown flashes of talent. We know they like him to begin with, or else they wouldn't have brought him in here as late as they did. Like, they looked for an excuse to get him in here in June instead of, you know, signing him right after the draft. So I wouldn't be surprised if if he makes the, the team. I would be very surprised if he makes the active roster. Who do you got, Rob? I mean, I know you're, I'm going to ask you in a second. Who, who do you got? Uh, uh, a late. Uh, who's making a late push? Lewis Neal. Is that fair, or is he already on the team? I tell you what. I think he's still in a battle with. It's I think six, he's still in a battle, six, six, but yeah, six, but, it, but yeah, I think there. But I think he's. He's a guy that keeps showing up. Is he better? Okay, is he better than seventy four? Is he show more than Ivy? And I don't think they're going to protect their draft. By the way, I've noticed Lewis Neal more than Joey Ivy, and I maybe that's not fair, but that's just me. How about you there, AJ? No, I would go the other way. Really. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> Lewis Neal has had the better camp, and he shows he has shown more as a pass rusher. But Joey Ivy, first, he's bigger. He looks more like a defensive tackle. I mean, oh, you're, you're, you're about to make her point. I'm just, well, yeah. and he's shown flashes. He's shown promise for what he could become. I don't think he's as good as Neal was this month. But when you're talking about the last guy on your defensive line anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept Ivy over Neal. Especially we That's a good name though. Who was who was the most excited when Joey Ivy joined this team? The yeah, the defensive line coach. He so, was fist pumping in the war room. He was pretty pumped. Coach, yep. what'd you think about that Joey Ivy pick? Oh, solid. Solid <laughs> pick. Just needs to be more consistent. There you go. Thanks. Everybody needs to be more consistent. <laughs> Everybody to Rod. Everyone yep. does, yep. We all do. Us included. Yep. <laughs> Consistent. All right, here we go. Let's go. Wait, rock. did you say anything? Yeah, did you, did you say somebody? Uh, I, I didn't mean to just step I'm just, on you there. No, you're, I'm just going to cape for the guy I've been caping for this whole time, Noah Brown. But on at this point. Late push? I don't think he's making a late push, though. I think he's just got a rock-solid resume. Amber's shoving him out of the way. He's got a rock. <laughs> 14 on the team. <laughs> got a rock solid re- and actually I came on I came on the break. She might have noticed no, about- better. <laughs> I came on the break last week and said I thought they would just keep five, but that was yeah. before he went out and had another great. Well, week. see that's what I'm saying. Late push. You were thinking he went five, now it's six. I'm 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 not gonna be surprised if he's on the fifty three. We talked about this at practice 
feel bad for Andy Jones. I feel for him because I think if he had bad, yeah. been healthy and had a full camp, he'd be right in this. You know what? I, I, neck I, and neck. I can't. For about three weeks. You know, Andy Jones, though, it's on. And you talk about injury. Okay, I'll give him that. But Andy Jones had the experience of what happened to him last year of not making this team, and that should have helped him make the team this year. Yeah. They kept him around on the whole entire year on the practice squad. He knows the drills. He knows the player. You know, and he couldn't finish it, though. That's – well that – And is, you want to talk about his injury, but there's also – was he better than Noah Brown? That's the harsh reality of the NFL, though, is like you spend a year – getting you know right. gearing up and then they draft a guy that's just more naturally talented and sometimes there's only so much you can do I mean they're we talked about it with Bryce Butler like they're always trying to replace you they're always trying to find somebody with more talent yep here we go I want time for one more sure maybe a couple more you guys are doing really well in this game David yeah the front office put a claim in for Coney Ely and was way back in the order in the claiming order should they have traded for him can you give me a hypothetical cost? Seventh round pick. Yes. Yes, I would have done that deal. Okay, what if I told you that the Patriots didn't call them for the trade? How about that? That's just a little caveat right there. The Patriots did not call. I'm just a hack that works in the media, and I knew that the Patriots were interested in trying to get rid of him. So You would have called. If You shouldn't need them to call you. Like, I mean, Maybe you're trying to figure out what they wanted. Why don't you call them then? I know. I, I mean, <laughs> that phones work. Phones work two ways, you know. You okay, but they put a claim in for the guy. They did, but they never heard from the Patriots. If they were super serious about him, they probably would have called. That leads me to believe that they're like, yeah, if for some reason he falls to us, we're good with it. But like, they're in the twenty-eight hole, right there. I that lead that leads me to believe that getting Coney Ely was not a super high priority for them. They're just like, we'll we'll do it if we can do it. Otherwise, whatever. Ag. I think the Cowboys are still in need of some defensive end help. Although Taco Charlton, I like what I've seen so far. He's made a lot of progress since he got here. He's been playing really well. But, I mean, you look at the guys, the one suspended, uh, Charles Stafford can really rely on him. And I like what you're saying. I'm just saying whether it's that guy or not, whoever it is, I just think the Cowboys – still needed to bring in some extra help on that position. I don't claim to be an expert on Coney Ely. I know he's been in the league a few years and he's had a few sacks. Had a nice Super Bowl one time. One of the best Super Bowl performances (laughs) of all time. That's about it, though. Yeah, I mean, hypothetically, if you feel like that's a a guy you need to get, they've got enough compensatory picks coming where they could have easily done something like that. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's set, I mean, even a pick for 19. I'll throw this out at you, though. We're t- I mean, we're not. Ta- it's not early August. We're five days away from cuts. Who who are you keeping, or who who's he replacing? Because I mean, if if you're doing that trade, I would like to think you're going to keep him on the 53. No question, right? Well, so, you got two suspended guys. So, but even still, I mean, all right, I'm finding a spot for him and then making it part of the suspended guys. I guess. Maybe you find a spot for him and you get rid of an extra defensive tackle or something. I mean, are you going to cut Tapper? You're certainly not going to cut Taco. You're certainly not going to cut Mayowa or um, Lawrence or who else? Uh, Crawford. I mean, there's only, you know, these guys are all locks for your roster. So there's not a lot of places to put him where you're able to hold on to all the guys you want to hold on to. Got time for one last one? Yeah, let's go quick. Quick. 
feel better or worse about what you've seen from Lyle Collins? That who are you directing that to? Anybody? Like I'll answer that. that. Yeah. I, after watching the other night, I feel better about his progress because it's it's the later we've got it's the latest we've seen of him throughout five weeks of training camp. And given the guy he was going up against, Khalil Mack, I thought he handled himself well. And I'm not so sure about those hands-of-the-face penalties. I know they cost the Cowboys a lot of yardage. Um, but he seems to be getting better with his technique. And there's times where he struggled with that. You see the power that he used Absolutely, to guard. Yeah. It's more about working in space. And I think we've seen him grow in that area as, as preseason has gone on. Hey, G. I think he's a great player, first of all. He's, I, I love him as a player. Um, I do think he still needs some improvement with those hands, and we've yeah, talked about this this whole season. Just that's an area he still needs to work on is the placement of his hands, where he's gonna, you know, do the push and all that. And he's had some little struggles with that, but I think he he's gonna be just fine. I think he's gonna be fine, but I I said this a while ago. You know, I think he's gonna have his growing pains too. I don't. I mean. He'll probably have some flags thrown on him. He'll probably have some guys who give him some trouble. I don't I don't think he's going to be Zach Martin in the sense that he's going to step right in and be an all-pro from the get. But in the long haul, I think he'll be A-okay. Excellent. You guys did great. Good Thank game, you. broad Thank man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Let's take our final break. And by the way, as we go to break, to help those affected by Hurricane Harvey, text STORM to 51555 or visit helpsalvationarmy.org to give back, and in addition, 4 to 7 p.m. Central, CBS Channel 11 here in Dallas in the DFW Metroplex, teaming up with the Cowboys for a telethon. If you're in the Metroplex, call in, tune in, donate. Number is 877-TEXAS-11, or if you're outside the Metroplex, the number is 844-CARES-11. We'll be back in a moment on Cowboys Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic. 
just superior skincare. Back to the break. Well, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Uh, that's what they always say. Rob decided to tap out, and I'll just uh, kind of try to pick up here. And Nick, I don't even know Nick, what you're talking about. Nick. Yeah, who are you? I think I think people, some who people you? know. Thank you, Ken. Who are you? Thank you. Um, how are you guys doing? I heard, doing well. I heard some Lyle Collins talk there. We're the talking yeah, about we kind of we kind of covered the spectrum of of uh, all things. Who won the game? I mean, that's really what I want to know. Who won the game? You're the one that does it. You're the one who gets the answers. You don't ever. You know what? I I, I like the I I I thought there were some questions with the Jeff Heath ones. That was did he did you think that he was no more than a royal a role player? And I thought there were some really good answers for that because I think that people are torn about him. A little bit about can he actually be the starter, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking about you when we were talking about it. I would have loved to have heard your take. How about it? What What was the exact question? Is Jeff Heath no more than a role player? Oh, um, yeah. Right now, I think that's all that he is. Right now, he hasn't shown that he's you know, but he hasn't. I guess you would say he hadn't got the opportunity. I guess yeah. after four years, you could start. You could beat someone out, but he hasn't done that. But he's getting it now. And I think all it takes is one or two plays. I mean, I, I live by it. If, if Aaron Rodgers gets if the ball knocks out of his hands on that sack and they win the game with a field goal, I mean, he's going to have like, you know, there'll be a street, a Heath way like over sure. there. And so, you know, he's he's close. He's always around the ball. He'll have a chance to make plays. I think right now, not really. Yeah, I, 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 I'm interested to see. I, I like, like so everybody's answers was pretty much down that line as far as he's going to be your starter. Yeah. You know, but they, they, We've also figured out, though, this team will play with a rotation. And so that's how they got around limiting J.J. Wilcox mistakes and stuff like that. What's disappointing with the other – that now it's two games where Heath has had it really a bust. Or, you know, or mentally, you know, the, the Rams game, a Cooper Cup was a bad coverage thing on his part where allowing Cup to run across the field and uncovered. And then last week, you know, they throw a, a ball down the middle that he, you know, he's got to make a play on. But yeah, it's at that part of it's disappointing because I always felt like that he was a guy that played with some awareness, you know, because he had to put himself in position to make plays to get those interceptions. And but you know, it's uh, you know, I maybe this group is better than what I think they are. You know, I'm just kind of a little disappointed then that he didn't really step completely up in this. Uh, I think this is a fantastic segue opportunity because. We'll see. We are well. We're probably not going to see Jeff Heath on Thursday night. No, but we are playing a football game. Adverse circumstances and all that. I understand, but we're going to have a chance to look at some of these young DBs, probably. Yeah, like Woods, Xavier Woods, Chidabe Woodsye, not Jordan Lewis, probably. Not but at all. No. Get some of these young guys out there and give them a chance to get their feet wet before the season. Does that do anything for you? No, absolutely, it does. Because I mean, you haven't seen them all. I mean, you were hopeful that seen them since early you were days. hopeful that that I was hopeful. I mean, I, I'm the one guy that was cheerleading when Nolan Carroll was signed, and that's before the draft because I felt like he was better than what Carr was or comparable to what Carr. I was hopeful when they drafted all these guys that they would play, you know, that somebody would could try and compete to push him for his job. That's that's the that's the biggest disappointment to me. It's probably too late for that. It is too late, but. I think especially Jordan Lewis, he's going to be an active week yeah. one. Jordan Lewis is, it looks a little tough for him. I would have a hard time imagining him playing a role in week one. But Cheeto, 
played a little bit yesterday. Give, give, played some today, too. Give and him. he's played a game. He has yeah. played a game. Give him, I don't know, how many snaps would you give him out there Thursday? 24. Play. Just go out there and play. I, I play. agree with you. Play Just the go whole, play. Play the whole game. Are you, are you okay with that? I mean, you know, we've talked about that bunch on our Periscope things. I mean, you, you settled at this cornerback spot? You feeling good about Nolan Carroll and all that? No, not great. I mean, especially, I mean, Nolan Carroll, it's just my opinion always changes on him. I just, it, it, it's just how not he plays. consistent. Yeah. And that's disappointing. I mean, you want a guy that is at least consistent. Yeah. But these young guys, I'm – I'm ready to see them, just like everyone else. We're sure. all ready to see them, Somebody see them different. play yeah. and go yeah. out you know, there and kind of get some playing time. Not to sound like Mickey here, but he always says about free agents, that, well, they're on they're free agent for a reason. Yeah. And most free agents that are out there are inconsistent, unless it's just some guy who hates the city, he has to leave, he doesn't want to be around, and he just doesn't matter what kind of contract is offered, he's not taking it. For the most part, look at the guys that left you know, the door here. I mean, yeah. Bo Claiborne, inconsistent. Yeah. Brandon Carr consistent on the field, consistent to be on the in, See, to, to be the in the play, game, yeah. but inconsistent with yeah. his play. So all free agents are going to be that way. I mean, the Eagles don't have. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Bobby Taylor and and, and Vincent are over there. You no, know, pushing Carroll out the door. No, but I, I think though, I think maybe a little bit more disappointed than the young guys or the rookie guys might be that, that Brown got hurt. Yeah, because Brown could have been, you know, you could have had. I don't know about you guys. I think Orlando Skandrick has been outstanding. He's had a great in game. practice and in these games when he's had the opportunity. So, to me, he's got one spot. Great. Okay, give me somebody on the other side that I know I can you know, can count on and rely on. And I trust. I get that, and I've heard you say it, and I agree with. I you. don't know what I'm saying, but I guess. Rather than lament the fact that nobody really gave Carroll a run for his money, I'm sitting here thinking, well, your number 60 overall pick should get some playing time here against the Texans. That gives me some optimism that he can play a role against the Giants. And if he's good, then that's a hell of a... A Woosier before Brown? No. I I think your top three's set. I thought the top three was set in May, honestly. I thought... Basically, him or Marquez White? Is Marquez making the team? I think Marquez is making the team now that Duke Thomas is. Yeah, yeah I think Duke Thomas had him dead to rights. Yeah. Oh. So yes. Have you guys already I, talked about this? I mean, this is this last game. No. We call it meaningless, but yeah. hey, that's no. I guess, I guess that's kind of the point I'm trying to make, Nick. Is that who's it not meaning? It's meaningless for? for a lot of people, but if you're looking for meaning, I'm watching Cheeto Ouzier. I'm watching Xavier Woods. Those are two guys who I have making the team with no questions asked who need to get up to speed. Uh, then you're looking at Ross. Joey Ivey we were talking Joey about. Joey Ivey and Lewis Neal. Um, Any of those young linebackers keep, doing Keep an eye on the linebackers because uh, Anthony, Anthony yeah. Hitchens' injury. I mean, right now, because Hitch is hurt, I would put Martin Zacha on the team, but – I don't think that's a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, you cringed your nose up on that one. <laughs> See, I was cheerleading for him. How about he um, physically looks the part? Don't miss tackles in space. He has not had a great camp. We keep no. talking about guys that have had great camps. He has not. But I mean, Joseph Jones, Keenan Gilchrist, maybe a guy that's not on this team right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I, think I think to our over here, they're they're playing games. You know, they're doing a lot yeah. of showing games on NFL Network. Not someone yeah. from the Cardinals. Yeah, there's the guy, but yeah, yeah, there's gonna be people from that from that but, waiver wire. Get ready. And I guess more than anything else, the the younger half of that defense is where I'm looking if I'm trying yeah. to give this game meaning. Now you, you talked about two different lists, two different numbers. You, you're looking at you're talking about Woods and, and a Woozie and how they could maybe get it onto the 
46 for the game day. Yes. But there's you're talking about guys that could still get into the 53. Yeah, I, I want I want no, but I, I understand what he's trying yeah, to do in the there's, 46. There's, there's stuff. I was just hopeful that, yeah, it, to me, you okay. know, the suspensions and all. I mean, how many offensive linemen now are you going to carry? Because do you feel like carrying nine guys? Are there really nine guys? I think you only need eight. Yeah. So I'm saying, but what if the ninth guy happens to be somebody better than, you know, Gilcrest, Jones, one of those guys? I think I think the question is going to be when you look on the waiver wire for a tackle, if he can play guard, great. Why yeah. why did they cut him? But if if he's just kind of a solid tackle that could be a swing tackle for you, that might mean you have to keep nine because you don't you don't have that versatility for another backup guard or whatever. Let's say you don't go with Byron Bell and you just go with some tackle that the you claim off waivers. Then you That's, know Yeah, Bell and Cleary. That see that to me is just like I feel great about Byron Bell's chances to make this team. We talked about it last yeah. week. I think he can play four of the five positions. No, the there's line. no question. Okay. But play well? Okay, if you're talking about your backup, you're probably not talking about a guy. I, I'd like to uh, you know, I think Joe Looney could play in a game if he had to. Oh yeah. And be well. No, no, no. Okay. But I'm just you're kind of you're kind of saying, well, maybe the backup doesn't have to play well. I don't I don't I think, buy that. You, I think you only need seven active linemen for a game day. If yeah. Looney is one of them, and your tackle can also play some guard, would it be I mean, Byron Bell? I mean, I think, I, I'll I, talk about Chaz Green when he's out of a boot. Who do you, then, then we do, can you, talk about do you trust Green? Green? Yeah. See, I I want to like Green. I mean, that's <laughs> to what I'm do saying. what? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every you know what's what I found um, very. I don't know. This last game where when he got hurt, I was standing up uh, on the sideline, working the sideline. I don't know if you guys were able to see it from the press box or on the TV or you when you rewatched the yeah. game. But a few plays before he got hurt, there was an instance where he was down, laying on the ground, and it took him a second to get up. And I saw him kind of limping a little bit. Yeah. Is that the right word? When yeah, that's it. Like yeah. And I'm like, hmm, man, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, and I, <laughs> sure enough, next sure play, enough, yeah. uh, next play, and then I'm like, and we talked about this having guys playing preseason games and versus injury, is it worth it or not? Blah blah. But when I see that, I'm like, they have enough staff that is watching this game. How do they not see this and kind of? They know their players. Right. Like, pull him out of there. Right. If he's gonna get hurt, it better not be in a preseason game. At least, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't want him getting hurt, but no, at least no, it's a good you know. point. You know what though? I I bet you they did see it and just let him. Yeah. No, I mean for him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, with him. Show some toughness because there's a there's a difference between. I mean, he's injury. he's not gonna be the guy that's gonna be like, coach, get me out. Yeah. You know, Tap he's, the head, a, yeah, he's in not. a situation but where he, yeah. you know, he, he can't hasn't really do proven that. that he can withstand the pain and play through some of these some of these injuries. And I think that was an opportunity of, hey, let's see what coaching he, moment what he does here. Yeah. Does he get up? Does he tap his helmet? Does so he better say, that it happened now. Probably we knew it was going to happen. I just think yeah. it's always going to happen. So see, that's what I—that's what scares me now. It scares me because I know what number seventy-seven's issue is. Back, it's back. You know, and and I need somebody. Do I need somebody better than Byron Bell? You're not going to find a guy that's better than Chaz on the waiver wire. You sure about that? Yes. Because maybe not better, but, but, but more reliable. A, hey, if a guy is able to run. Bad? Yeah, no, but right now, right now, anybody that's cut from any team and he can actually run a 40 inside of six seconds, he's got to be better than Chaz Green. Because Chaz Green, yes. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Chaz Green can't wear two shoes right now. I think Chaz will be, 
he'll be fine for the opener, right? That's what they say. Oh, if he'll ever be fine. <laughs> Which, and this goes back to the conversation that we had. If he's going to be able to do a job for you, playing eight snaps at tackle per game and not doing a whole lot else and helping the field goal team, maybe that's where he needs to be. Yeah. I think I think he can do that. No, I'm asking, can he play left tackle for you? Not, I mean, I, they, I, want, I want him to play. I want him to play. He doesn't he's deserve. Got play, he's got to play three games at left tackles. He survive? Probably not. But isn't that disheartening? I mean, <laughs> but, that, I mean, isn't that just disgusting? You just you're <laughs> on this team. This who cares? So, Seventy. By, Tyron Smith had to go into the playoff last year banged up because he couldn't get I guess, I Jazz guess Green my point, to play those last three games. My point is how many spots, how many teams have how many spots where your starter gets hurt and you feel great about your options? That's your job, Dave. That's, you try and find a guy that, that could at least play. They've got guys that can play. I, one of them gets hurt a lot and the other one's not as good. I hate saying this. I hate this option and it's never happened, but Zach Martin might be your best left tackle. Or might be your best right tackle and Lyell's your left tackle. Yeah. And I hate that because I think you've got an unbelievable best guard in NFL. Keep him at what he does best. Yeah. But in this case, I think Lyell could play left tackle. He plays right. All right. Looney and everyone. I'm going to fold that into my overarching point, which is that. Overarching. You have an an all-pro left tackle in Tyron Smith. Yeah. You have. Who you. Just You have a right guard and a right tackle that could probably do it. We Nick just made that point, and then you've got Chaz and Byron Bell, who Chaz. Don't even talk about him at Cleary. Chaz, they no. like Chaz is serviceable, but he gets hurt a lot. And Byron Bell's not that great, but he's versatile. Did I, that's basically. No, that's fair. So I just named like six people. What else could you reasonably like? Is there a guy on the scrap heap who's going to be able to do it better than that? That's the point I'm trying. to Maybe make. there is. Oh, does that look pretty good at the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <laughs> I just. At some point, you, I just think you're like, well, you got... Colombo, he looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, Colombo is in great shape. I mean, if you want to go that route, I just... Why do you I, always forget Skipper? Talk Doug free out of hey, retirement? Yeah. I think Skipper's on the practice squad myself. So. Hint? To talk Doug free out of retirement and move Collins back to guard? I mean, it, it, it's there's got to be... There can't be <laughs> a lot of worse decisions than that. I, That's not really... If he wanted to, I get. I just see you wish that you wish that Chaz Green had Doug Free's mentality to play with injury. Oh yeah, that's what you wish. See, I'm not ready to go to that point where I'm like, well, he's hurt because he doesn't want to play through it. Like I don't know how severe of a problem it is, and also he got hurt in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to play through that. I'd rather he get out at halftime and then be ready for the season opener and try it. Well, again. they tried to get him that. I mean, they, they tried. They're trying to start him at left guard. Yeah, they gave him a look, and I think we all agree. Whoa, 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 whoa. They, oh, they gave him a they, look. They gave him many looks. Yeah, many looks. I guess my point is just how much better can you reasonably hope to feel about it when you've got four decent options behind your starter? Like some, like it's like the age old thing. Like the guy you're gonna get. She's not buying it. The guy you're gonna get's Emmett Cleary. Oh, I know. It's somebody else's Emmett Cleary, and the only reason you're going to feel oh, good no, about they're, it they're, is because you've never seen him play before. I don't know. Maybe you target somebody. Maybe maybe now we were talking maybe. about you, instead of trading for Coney Ely, you target somebody's guy. They have a, maybe they have a little bit of a surplus there. Maybe if you, maybe their eighth or ninth guy is better than your eighth or ninth guy. I have a hard time believing somebody's got a better depth situation than this line. I mean, that's all we talk Trade about. Cooper is Rush for a real tackle? No. 
You want to trade Cooper Rush for a real tackle? Uh, no. Actually, I, I think that there's a good possibility. What that, are you doing? Why are you <laughs> stirring <laughs> stuff up? Think over about there. it. If you've got a pretty, if you've got a pretty solid or good tackle, you might draft one in the th- fourth or fifth round who's also pretty good. But if you've got an unbelievable left tackle and a guard and center, you're not really going to uh, use those same resources to have decent backups. So th- there might be a big drop off from here to here, as the other teams might be here to here. Perhaps, although I, my argument to that would be is I think Chaz Green is officially a backup now, and he was a top 100 pick. Yeah. I I think there's enough on hand to get through this year with not without having to do anything drastic, but I think offensive line, as weird as it sounds for this team, should be a priority in next year's draft. For sure. Yeah. All right. But we'll see. I like what you're saying. Well, it's about to be the end of this the oh, hour here. Yeah, that got so away from I'm us. I'm kind of I'm already tired of talking here, so it's been a long one. Amber, Dave, Brian, thanks for filling in you with guys. games. Text awesome. storm to five one five five five. Go to helpsalvationarmy.org. Seriously, no no Seriously, amount is too small. Really? No effort is is negligible. Uh, this is a big deal, and uh, anything you can do would be really appreciated. It's uh, it's been a trying week, and and it's only halfway over, so. Keep that in mind, please. Stay with us here right after the end of this show. is going to be Talking Cowboys. Be fun. See you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!